0: This is the Sleeper Hold Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Sleeper Hole Podcast, where there's no disqualification on the topics and falls count anywhere. I am Priest, and you're in for a great show as we continue to talk about the women in wrestling. First, though, this past week has been a crazy but good one. We had a great show with PWA's Brawloween. There were a lot of great matches, including a battle royal and watching two people I am a fan of, Paige and Derek Moss, duke it out. I honestly did have a hard time knowing who to root for on that one, but they both gave me an awesome match to watch and cheer for. Hell in a Cell was a pretty good pay-per-view as well. I didn't expect to see Alberto Del Rio return, let alone Zeb Coulter, but he actually did show up and surprisingly, he won the US title from John Cena. Kevin Owens also gave me another reason to start liking him as he did another great match. Charlotte kept her title like I knew she would and Roman did defeat Bray Wyatt inside the cell. For Shockers though, I didn't see Kane losing against Seth Rollins. Honestly, I thought Kane was going to take the match by some weird screw job against Seth Rollins with the help of the authority. Not to mention I didn't think The New Day was going to retain their titles or that The Undertaker would lose against Brock Lesnar in his own playground. But what was most shocking was watching the Wyatts jump and attack the defeated Undertaker and carry him out kind of, you know, crucifix style, almost like what you would have expected from the ministry back in the day. Now that we have two incredible women to talk about today that have both made an impact for the WWE, both in the stories and as a business. When you talk about the women in wrestling, you often focus on those who have wrestled time and time again, more than likely having won a belt a few times and have really made an impact by showing off. But these women that are I'm going to talk about are more dominant than just that. And a great way of putting it, they are the X factors to the Y dominant corporation. They are the McMahon women. When you think of the WWE, you often will think of the power family, the McMahons. You'll have Vincent K. McMahon, his billion-dollar princess Stephanie, and the energetic and risk-taking Shane O'Mac. Well, the latter if you were a witness to the WWE around the time of the Attitude Era. But one name that most people forget about who has played a key role is the wife of Vince, Linda McMahon. Linda didn't always have aspirations of becoming a CEO or businesswoman to an international corporation. She initially desired to become a pediatrician, but with her high school sweetheart becoming her husband, Linda's life was going to take an incredible turn and journey. Before her husband bought out his father's company, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, There's a tongue twister for you. Linda was certified to be a teacher while Vince was working as a traveling cup salesman. In 1970, the two had their firstborn child, Shane, followed by Stephanie in 1976. Even when Vince took a turn into running a wrestling promotion, Linda held very little interest in the concept, yet she was willing to assist her husband towards the success. However, many of the company's workers still viewed Linda more as the co-chief executive than anything else. Linda would later on take the role of president and CEO of the company, and with the W.F.'s explosive growth and development, Linda and Vince were often labeled as business geniuses. Linda's key interest in the company was in product merchandising. She was the key negotiator in business deals for the WWF and outside vendors. If it wasn't for Linda's thinking, there may have never been wrestling action figures like we grew up with and know today. During an interview with the Detroit News, she was asked what it was like being a CEO in a testosterone-charged industry. Her reply floors me. She said, and I quote, It's lots of fun. I'm an only child, so I grew up as my father's son and mother's daughter. it. Sorry, I was quite a jock. I played baseball, basketball. I think that background made Vincent and I very compatible. I really have a very good understanding of the male physique. I'm very comfortable in a guy environment. I have to say there are very strong women in this, in this company as well. Our human resources division and our consumer goods division are headed by women. It's still a testosterone business, and I like it, End of quote. Linda mainly worked behind the scenes to help the company's success, but it wasn't until the later years of the Attitude Era where Linda became a key character in the WWE storyline. Emerging as a co-owner to Vince, she often portrayed as being the one who would foil Vince's schemes. She'd do this by rehiring people that Vince aimed to fire or establishing people that Vince couldn't stand with ranks of power, such as having stone-cold Steve Austin become general manager. Sometimes she even invested her interest into a superstar she felt could defeat a prized fighter of Vince's. One good example of this was when you get to see each McMahon pick a wrestler to represent them in a Fatal 4 match, and Linda picked, bringing back from retirement, Mick Foley for a one-more-match type of stipulation unfortunately though it did end in failure and mick did lose the storylines carried on and linda would even end up being where she'd be stuck watching her husband have relations with younger female talent right in front of her while the two were about to have a divorce the children even became involved as stephanie aimed to be daddy's girl and shane stood up for his mother who was being blatantly targeted by vince and stephanie Linda appeared to be in very much like a mentally shut down state, almost like a coma type state to where she would not interact, but was confined to a wheelchair. But at one pay-per-view, Vince tried to humiliate Linda while facing off against their son, Shane. Linda just took the humiliation that is until Vince aimed to cause some serious harm to Shane. That's when Mama McMahon rose up from behind, Vince waited for him to turn around, and gave him what for. Linda has made other appearances, but these were key points where she played a vital role in the story. Linda is believed to be responsible for the company's change to a more PG-rated show, trying to target a younger audience so the company would become more sustaining. She was also the driving force for having the WWE become a major supporter of the Special Olympics. In 2010, Linda ran for the U.S. Senate campaign, as well as once more in 2012.
0: Here at the Sleeper Hold Podcast, we strongly believe in helping others. This quarter, the Sleeper Hold Podcast is going pink with Susan G. Komen as we join the Rise Above Cancer campaign. Susan G. Komen is the world's largest nonprofit funder of breast cancer research. Breast cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer in the world and the second leading cause of cancer-related deaths among women in the United States. There are already more than 3.1 million breast cancer survivors now in the United States, and your contributions will help with the research and work to increase the number of survivors of breast cancer. For more information or to make your donation, visit thesleeperhold.com and click on the Susan G. Komen link.
1: She is called the billion-dollar princess, daddy's girl, one half of the power couple, the queen, and most often, the principal owner of the WWE. She has held the championship around her waist before, been put in various scenarios you wouldn't imagine, including humiliated at the approval of her father. She's also a woman who at age 39 is pretty attractive physically and charismatically who happens to also share the same birthday as yours truly. She is Stephanie Marie McMahon. Stephanie started out in the WWE as believe it or not, an unnamed model for merchandise in their WWF magazines. However, this wasn't her first time in front of the camera for the company her most famous picture of her youth is a picture of her as a little girl sitting on the knee of Andre the Giant. After earning a degree in communications, Stephanie started out as a receptionist for the company, gradually moving up to creative design, producer, and even in-ring talent. She became more of an established name to work with the company when she took the role as accountant executive. Although it wasn't until having a job in the creative writing area, By 2002, Stephanie did find a powerful niche where she became promoted to Senior Vice President of Creative Writing by 2006. Four years, people. She has become the leader of overseeing storylines as well as helped spearhead the WWE app and other programs. She has also been a leading role for the Be A Star campaign, as well as the Connors Cure charity. But what many know Stephanie by is her time inside the ring and in front of the cameras. In early 1999, Stephanie McMahon debuted as the sweetheart daughter of Vince that quickly became the damsel in distress while The Undertaker stalked and abducted her. After capturing Stephanie, the phenom planned to marry her, the Raw immediately following Backlash. However, Steve Austin came to rescue her. Stephanie then started a relationship interest with Tess, which led to a rivalry between her brother Shane and Tess. Stephanie was set to marry Tess later on, but the ceremony was rudely interrupted as Triple H broke the news to the world that she was already married to Triple H after they sealed the deal at a drive through chapel, besides the fact that, you know, Stephanie was kind of passed out. Stephanie appeared torn by this and encouraged her father to attack her newlywed husband for her honor. But this all turned out to be a ploy to get back at her father. Why? Because it was her father who was behind the abduction from The Undertaker all along. With Vince now out of the way, by thanks of her husband, Stephanie partnered up with Triple H to become the on-screen owners of the WWF. It was known as the McMahon-Helmsley era to some. Triple H ended up holding the WWF championship while Stephanie became the WWF women's champion. And later during the 2002, I'm sorry, later during the 2000 WrestleMania, Stephanie reconciled with Vince and Shane to assist Triple H in defending his title against The Rock. Everything looked great for the powerful couple, but that would soon change. In mid 2000, a love triangle formed between Stephanie, Triple H, and Kurt Angle. This went back and forth for a while. At one minute, it seems Steph's loyalty was to Triple H, then back to Kurt. The princess wasn't ready to grow up, it seems. Triple H ended up not being seen for a long time after this, while Stephanie became the owner of Extreme Championship Wrestling. Teaming up with Paul Heyman at her side and Shane, who was now the owner of World Championship Wrestling, The two formed the Alliance in an attempt to overthrow their father's empire. It didn't succeed as planned, but even worse for Stephanie came when her husband returned as a fan favorite. Triple H and Stephanie started to have problems and would soon pursue a divorce. Stephanie didn't want a divorce, so she did the only desperate thing she could think of. She claimed to be pregnant so the two could renew their vows. Triple H bought into it. Soon he found out the truth and made it clear to the princess what he thought of this before leaving her, making the beauty soon turn into a beast. On July 18th of 2002, Stephanie made another big return to the screen as general manager of SmackDown against Eric Bischoff. During this time, she resurrected the United States Championship... While also having her focus beyond putting the brakes on her father's affair with Sable, the father daughter feud built to an I quit match to where Stephanie was being hurt so bad and put in so much danger by her father that Linda McMahon had no choice but to throw in the towel to protect her daughter's well-being, even if it meant she was no longer going to be around in the company. Stephanie would have other appearances here and there, but it wasn't until 2008 when Stephanie returned as the general manager of Raw for a while and feuded with Chris Jericho. Shortly after this, she made a few more special appearances until her most current run of Power, where Stephanie is now the driving force of power in the WWE as part of The Authority with her husband, Triple H, by her side. She is played as a powerful heel by making her target be fan favorites such as Daniel Bryan and stacking the roster in her favor by pushing people like Randy Orton, her husband Triple H, or even Seth Rollins to the top of the ranks. She is often used the slogan, what's best for business. During her run, as well as found ways to carefully use her communication skills to the best of her ability, so that not only does her point get across, but sometimes it really makes you on the edge, not sure what exactly the queen of the WWE is going to do next. And although Stephanie has made herself into a very well-established heel, she also has became a loved favorite by the fans, especially with her kicking off the Divas revolution and bringing in people like Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Charlotte. You know, things like that have really shown another side of Stephanie that I love seeing. So, Stephanie McMahon, Daddy's Little Princess maybe at one time, Still the queen of the WWE world's favorite person to love and to hate at the same time when it comes to this type of sport now before I get off the McMahon bandwagon here there's a few things that I definitely want to talk about from the heart I gave you a little bit of history I gave you a little bit of talk about the things that have they've done in their past but let's talk about some of the best highlights of the McMahons well the McMahon women let's put it that way You know, Linda has done many great things. I love seeing it when Vince would fire someone, and that next Monday, or even sometimes the same Monday, Linda would walk out and say, no, they're hired, they're back, and this person's fired, and fire whoever Vince is favoring and stacking the deck in favor of. Linda did a great job of doing curveballs like that, and I remember a time when, with Eric Bischoff being the general manager, he tried to act like he was trying to persuade and have a little affairs relations with Linda as well. It was kind of awkward and weird, but it really did build a good storyline. So for Linda McMahon, she's done a lot of great things for the company, and she's one that I think anybody can take notes from, especially early on in their wrestling world career, especially as management or any type of business role. Stephanie, Stephanie, there's so many great things to say about, I mean, like I said, she's, she knows her communication skills. She went to school for it. She got a degree in it. She's doing a great job now. I have a lot of respect for this woman. She's done amazing jobs in the business multiple times throughout her whole life and career. I would love to definitely have an interview with her because she's such a interesting person in and out of the ring. She's got such a great heart. You see it with the Connors cure and the be a star campaign and everything else, even though she acts like the meanest girl there is. But one thing I love is when I grew up was Stephanie, when she was still young and after the whole Helmsley sabotage marriage thing, Stephanie ended up getting, um, well, lack of a better phrase, enhancements in her upper region. And the girls were quite noticeable after her little bit of absence and coming back. And it was one of those things that, you know, being a younger kid and growing up, I was like, Hey, okay, this is kind of cool. But what made it even better was that her dad was okay with this one little detail Chris Jericho, as well as other superstars, would poke fun at her, and would make fun of them, and would be like, you know, doing whatever it is that's, it's all for the best, I mean the best, and they would do stuff like that, and it was hilarious, and the thing is, during those times, or any time that Triple H would make jabs at her, it was funny because she wanted to laugh so hard she wanted to break characters so bad because she has such a great sense of humor but she held on strong and she really put on a good show and some of the times she had no idea what was coming around the corner she had no idea what they were going to jab her with or do a little bit of you know, ribbing on her during the show so hats off to Stephanie one day hopefully I get to you know have an interview with her too and that would be incredible But these are the McMahon women. They are a vital role in the WWE, as well as just wrestling in general. And you've got to give your respect and love to these two women. Just saying. Sleeper Hole Podcast is proud to be partnered up and broadcasting with 217 Radio, an internet radio station in the central Illinois area. To keep up with our new weekly schedule, Our show is aired every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and yours truly also has another show at that same time every Wednesday where I freely speak my mind on some of the news locally and nationally. But you don't only get to listen to me. There's great music and incredible shows from other hosts as well. Soon I will be super looking forward to the show that talks about the paranormal and does the little investigations. I'm a big paranormal junkie, so that one's going to be awesome once it gets up and going. Wednesday's also has 217 Problems, which is from the same great creator of 217 Problems, which is named and shown on Facebook. Now, Pickett, he's one of the producers of 217 Radio, and he has the Pickett's movie show on Saturdays, which is great for those who want to review on what movies to check out. And I'm looking forward to seeing my buddy Jeremy Bailey launch Lincoln's Legends on the Thursday night slot. Now, this is a big time growing show. So let me tell you, many shows are being added as days roll by. And there's many things going on. So I am very, very sure there's going to be so many great things to check out as new shows are added. And there's something for everybody. So what are you waiting for? Just go to 217radio.com. Sit back, relax, and enjoy some great shows and a great variety of music. Alright guys, that concludes it for this week. We talked about the McMahon Women to help out with our Women in Wrestling series. I have a lot more coming. It's going to be so much that... I don't even know if I can fit one series. We may have to do a two-series thing with this. There's so many great women to talk about. I mean, come on. But, hey, come back next week. We're going to have another one to talk about, and we're going to have a lot of great stuff. And, hey, we may have some more great laughs. You never know when it comes to the Sleeper Hole podcast, but I look forward to seeing you guys back here next week. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to the Sleeper Hole podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at thesleeperhole.com, comment on episodes, read our blog, find information about our quarterly charity, and more. See you next week.